0: The OAM Welcome to Sports Sports and Sports Queued Up. I'm your host, Queen Bailey. Look through the sports through the eyes of Q. Calling it like I see it. Like I always do. We're going to do a quick run. We're going to go over it. was an exciting weekend. Things change from week to week. So, let's get at it. College football, they got their playoffs ranking. This will be the second week. It comes out tomorrow. We're recording on Monday. It comes out tomorrow. Uh, but as it stands right now, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, and Baylor are the top four teams. It's interesting to me how everybody gets so up and roar about the playoff rankings second weekend when there's five weeks to play, you know, and... Um, I don't understand it because so many of these, so many, uh, these teams play each other. Uh, the whole Big 12, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, all play each other. Alabama still uh, just defeated LSU. so But LSU still is in, in it because whoever plays in the SEC National Championship game, whoever wins that, will advance to the playoffs regardless of their record. Which is why I think it's really scary that Florida, who's sitting down at 11 in the playoff range, is just sitting there. They've already clinched the Eastern Division. And people are not talking about them. They want to talk about Alabama. They want to talk about LSU. Uh, They still want to talk about Tennessee and Ole Miss. But Florida's sitting there with their one loss being a seven-point, defeat at the hands of LSU on the road. Not a big deal in my book. They're sitting at 11. They got South Carolina coming up, and the only really other big game is Florida State at the end of the year, which can be catchy. But regardless, they've already clinched a spot in the SEC championship game. So to me, they're a sleeper to make the playoffs, and win the whole championship. To me, in that top four, if we look at Clemson 1, they'll walk away with the ACC. Unless they just don't show up and play one week, they'll walk away with the ACC, a relatively weak conference. And so they'll be in the playoffs. Ohio State, not so much. I think Michigan State can get them. Michigan will get them. Ohio State's going to fall out. We're going to eliminate them from the playoffs right now. Um. I still see Bama winning the West. I still see – and I see Oklahoma winning the Big 12. And they're sitting down there at 12 in the playoff rankings. But like I said, all these teams play each other. And they'll move up and they'll knock each other out. TCU will play spoiler. And it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. But right now how it sits, why everybody's complaining, and I, I just don't understand because there's so much to play out for itself. they it's got conference championship games on top of the three regular season games they got left. So, everybody just take a chill pill and sit tight because it's going to be exciting down the stretch. I'm going to tell you that much. And whoever wins the SEC is the best team in college football because it's the toughest conference by far. And really one of the two conferences that play defense. So, you play defense, you always got a chance to beat everybody else. All All that fancy shit with the passing deep and no huddle offenses and whatnot doesn't win championships. And So, defense wins, SEC wins, that's why they've dominated the last decade and a half, because that's how it goes. So, I see Florida making a run, winning the SEC, and making it to the playoffs, and really making damage, even without their starting quarterback. So, uh, it should be interesting to see how it plays out. Next week we'll have a follow-up, it'll be a a bigger topic on college footballs, we'll have David Scott and Jeremy Graves on next week, and... It'd be interesting to see Alabama and LSU fan kind of debate over the playoff situation. But now to wrap it up for college football, we're gonna move on to the NFL where it really matters. And everything everything matters every week in the NFL. This is I really love the NFL. And it's interesting because there were some key games yesterday and people look at the Raiders, they want to take them seriously or not. Well, they're sitting there right behind the playoff spot. They lost a big game to Pittsburgh. And in my opinion, even though Ben Roethlisberger, they diagnosed him being out for a minute, he's only going to miss a game. He'll come back. He'll be banged up. He'll be limping around. He'll win miraculously. But they're not a contender without Le'Veon Bell. And so Pittsburgh's in trouble. We're going to eliminate them from playoff contention as we speak. But you're sitting there, and it's so deep because you look at the Patriots, the Bengals, and the Broncos sitting up there at 1-2-3 and three in the NFL. and With the Bengals and the Patriots being undefeated, you're like, well, everybody wants to take Cincinnati they are the best team because Andy Dalton has finally stepped up and became an elite quarterback all right now this is three years in a row that I've heard this shit but it's okay because we'll hear it again next year give it to week 13 week 14 when he starts you know dropping snaps and just throwing interceptions for no reason pulling the little and whatnot and then I want to hear everybody talk about how elite he is uh, and the red rifle gunman and and yeah, we'll just see. Cincinnati Falters, they are the best all-around team in the NFL. And if they had a little bit better quarterback play over the last couple of years, if they would have had a Tony Romo, a Phillip Rivers, uh, they'd have a ring right now, and there's no doubt in my mind because that defense is solid on all levels. And two stud running backs, arguably the best receiver in the league, A solid offensive line, good coaching, disciplined team, doesn't get a lot of penalties. And yet they got some quarterback that likes to – just throw it up when it gets cold outside. So, uh, there's no question in my mind the Patriots run away with the AFC. As long as Gronkowski and Brady are healthy, the Patriots will represent the AFC. No one will beat them in New England. There's no chance. Um, so, we're not even going to talk about the AFC. We're going to talk about the NFC because that's where it's all at. You know, Carolina's sitting there undefeated. Big victories over the last three weeks with the, the primetime games versus Philadelphia. Um, uh, last week with the big win, this week with the, uh, they held on to beat Green Bay and they're looking good. They remind me of the uh, mid-2000 Eagles with great quarterback play, good defense, decent coaching uh, but they're, in my opinion, not a contender for a championship. Darnell, you said that you believe that Carolina is a contender. Tell me why is this?
1: Well, I think Carolina is a contender because of the man Cam Newton. We all know Cam Newton by itself is a team by itself. The man puts the team on the back. He's the running back. He's the quarterback. He's the offensive coordinator. He's the head coach. Carolina is the team to beat. I mean, if you don't see that, you must be blind.
0: No, well, I must be blind because I'm going to tell you like this, okay? I,
1: I've been watching football my whole life, all right? I'm 35 years old.
0: And been watching football my whole life and never have I seen a one man gang win the Super Bowl. Never have I seen a running quarterback win a Super Bowl. Uh Steve Young, Russell Wilson, they're scramblers. Just cause you can run doesn't make you a running quarterback. Cam Newton's a running quarterback who can throw and he can throw his ass off. And in my opinion he's up there for uh candidate for MVP. But I'm gonna bring it back. Carolina's sitting there at top of, and uh with the big win over Green Bay, the reason it was so big is because if Green Bay wins that game they're tied. For the uh, conference lead, when home field advantage is so huge, especially when you're talking about a, a situation like Green Bay, where it's frigid, it's cold, nobody wants to go there. Even their own players don't want to play there, but they deal with it anyway. And but now you lose, so now Carolina is a two game lead over Arizona and Carolina, uh, Green Bay. So they're running away with the NFC, like uh, as we see it. But I, they won't get past the second round. First playoff game, they'll be gone. And I'm gonna tell you why I think this because. You know, it's funny that everyone talks about how down the NFC East is, all right? Uh, And it has been down. It has not played very well up to par uh, for different reasons. Um, The Giants don't have a pass rush. uh, The Eagles just can't get it together, and the Cowboys are missing, who, in my opinion, should be the MVP of the league, Tony Romo, because they're 0-6 without him. If you take Tom Brady off the Patriots, they won't go 0-6. If you take Cam Newton off the Panthers, they may go 0-6, all right? But uh, you, Adrian Peterson, they won't be 0-6. Andy Dalton, they won't be 0-6. So I'm, I'm ready to hand t- Tony Romo the MVP, and he's only played uh, seven quarters of football. But I'm going to tell you like this. What, what's interesting about the Super Bowl— is there's always a team that's hot, you know, that gets hot at the end, gets in. So we, I've already stated that the Patriots are going to run away with the AFC as long as Brady and Gronkowski are healthy. They lost Deion Lewis; that's a big loss. But the Patriots have the standard of next man up, next man do his thing. It's all about role play, and it doesn't matter. It seemed they could put you or I in there, and we're going to catch three catches if we need to for 25 yards and a touchdown, or we'll block if we need to. It's whatever. It's the Patriots, you put that helmet on, you become a player. I don't understand it. It's like the Spurs in basketball. It's just it's about the uniform, and you know, and uh, so Patriots AFC. So we're we're going. I'm going to go into the uh, conclusion that the hot team is going to come from the NFC. So we already stated Carolina, Green Bay, and Arizona. They're running away with their divisions. Minnesota's right there, tied with Green Bay. There's no way you can convince me that Minnesota is on the level of Green Bay. They may have a good, solid team. All right. Uh, and with Bridgewater getting knocked out, depends if he can pass his uh, concussion test. Minnesota's in a lot of trouble because Sean Hill ain't shit. Okay, so, uh, so Green Bay, Arizona run away with their division, and then so you look at the NFC East. You're looking at New York at five and four, Philly at four and four, and Dallas at two and six. Now here's here here's the tricky part. Dallas gets Tony Romo back in two weeks. All right. Dallas has been in every single football game without a quarterback. What do you think they'd do if they had one of the premier top ten quarterbacks over the last decade? They'd be running away with this division right now. So he comes back. You got Des Bryant back at about 90%. He looked good on that touchdown pass, but people still want to throw. his hurt, and that's why he's getting guarded. It's bullshit, but we're going to roll with it, okay? So, when, uh, so Tony Romo gets back in two weeks. This week, Dallas has Tampa Bay, all right? That should be a win you know at Tampa Bay, tough team, I like Winston, future building, good Dallas wins. Okay. Then you get Tony Romo back. Now here you go. Here's your stretch, all right? You got at Miami, you got home against the Panthers, you got at Washington, at Green Bay. Then you get the Jets, at the Bills, and at home versus Washington. So, I'm looking at at worst 6 and 2. You know, you come back, you go 6-2, and two, that puts you at 8-8. Eight and eight, Right in contention to win the division, which is, I don't care what your final record is, 6-2 and two is hot, okay, at any point in the season. Uh, Carolina, I think they can get Carolina. I don't think they'll win at Green Bay, and they probably won't win at Buffalo. But the rest of the teams, like Miami, you know, Hello, they miss Jay Feeler. I'm not even going to bring up Dan Marino. And they can't even hire a coach. Their defense can't get pressure. The one guy that was getting pressure now tore his Achilles tendon. Uh, the only thing they're good at is really having a nasty player who likes to take cheap shots on people. And you pay them quarterback money to do that. Awesome. Great decision, Miami. So Washington's not a contender. That's the only division games they have left. So 6-2, they're sitting at 8-8. Eight that's dangerous to play six and two football, if they get in there at seven and one. Whatever they do, if they get in, they are very, very dangerous. If Tony Romo is healthy, uh, they had players dropping like flies yesterday. Sean Lee, which led to the uh, the Eagles' first uh, second touchdown drive, made it pretty simple for him. They picked that apart, but he's a big player, but he can't stay on the field, so you can't assume he's going to come back anyway. Uh, Greg Hardy is getting getting a lot of pressure off the edge, playing both sides of the line. It's very. You know, even though he shouldn't be playing because, you know, he likes to beat women, but uh, he's playing and he's getting pressure. So it is what it is. And um, so you got the Giants uh, who, this is how the Giants work. Okay. They have two Super Bowls. It's amazing. That's the only playoff success Eli has. And I say only because he's been in the league 11 years and he's made two good playoff runs. Okay. Which is better than most. I'd take two Super Bowls. Don't care how I got them. But. Let's look at how it is. Okay, he struggled. He's been the most inconsistent good quarterback over the last decade. And with that defense not being what it was, getting JPP back with nine fingers, that's interesting, you know, see if he can get pressure. But he can't get down in a four-point stance. So it's interesting to see how that works out. They lost our, uh, Prince in the backfield, so their secondary is weak. No pass rush It is even exploiting the, the uh, weak secondary. So the Giants are in trouble. They either uh, start slow and end hot or they start hot and they end slow. And being how it is right now, I don't see them uh, – because they end the season. They got the Patriots coming up and then a bye. They really need that bye. Uh, the Patriots, they will not beat the Patriots, okay? Uh, I'll bet a paycheck on it. And don't let them hear that because they will cheat. We know that. So, uh, so with the Patriots, they got the Redskins. They got Carolina coming up, the Jets, Minnesota. Tough games. They end with the Eagles, which may come down to some playoff positioning right there. Uh, but I don't see the Giants getting in. I see Dallas being very dangerous. I see the Eagles being very dangerous because they have a very opportunistic defense. Uh if the quarterback play can get consistent, if the receivers can hold on to the ball, Philadelphia can make some noise. They got a lot of talent. Uh I don't trust their coaching. I don't trust uh I don't trust their quarterback at all. Uh if I were an Eagle fan, I would definitely rather have Jay Cutler. Uh hell, once again, I'd rather have Jay Fiedler <laughs> than uh than Sam Bradford, but, you know, it is what it is. He's getting better, but I think between the Eagles and Cowboys, I think if the Cowboys can get hot, win this next game, I think the winner of the NFC East goes to the Super Bowl, and it it sounds crazy because these teams are barely 500 or whatever. I don't care. They're going to get hot, and they're going to get in, and they're going to hurt some people's feelings like the Carolina Panthers, the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are struggling anyway. I mean, nothing's nothing's for sure except that you won't beat a healthy Patriots team. And um, upcoming this week man you got some big games and everybody's buying for playoff positioning so every game matters. Like you look at the Raider and Steeler game yesterday, you look at the uh Vikings and Rams, games you don't even think about and they mean so much because there's a big difference in being 5 and 3 and being 4 and 4. You know, it's so huge just the one game. Um but you know, you you got to you got to pick up yards on first down. you got to make third downs, and you can't give up third downs. So it's all about winning the line of scrimmage. And, you know, when you lose these games, it comes down to tiebreakers, and you don't get in. Yesterday, funny, funny story. Okay, so the Broncos are at the Colts. Peyton Manning is trying to come back to Indianapolis and break the all-time passing record, which is great, you know, for the most overrated player in the history of football. So he wants to come back who's only chasing stats. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about winning. He doesn't care about, you know, anything but numbers. What makes him look good, you know? He's a fake-ass Brett Favre, man. Except Brett Favre didn't care about the numbers. Brett Favre just wanted to play football, okay? Peyton Manning at the one-yard line, he wants to throw because he wants to touchdown. Peyton Manning's up 40-15 to 15 at Oakland a couple years back when Denver was rolling and what does he do? He stays in the game to throw a couple more touchdowns. Very nice, very classy from Mr. Papa John's, okay? Uh, but he's got a nice career head up. He's been a great player, don't get me wrong. But when you start talking about top five, you are talking about overrated. So they're out there, He's he's grinding, trying to get, you know, he's one pass away from breaking the all-time yardage record and yada, yada. This that uh, That don't really matter. And the Colts, for the first time this year, put together a game plan. For the first time this year, run the football. For the first time this year, make plays on defense. And what do they do? They defeat the Denver Broncos for their first loss. So you look at you say, and here, seeing Peyton Manning look so sad and pathetic on the sidelines when he didn't get a chance to get the ball because of stupid penalty. like, Tlaib coming up, poking doing in the eye. He's been suspended the game, rightfully so. Uh, and then you, you, you hold somebody. You hold somebody. When you're trying to block a kick. Block a kick. So you hold them. So somebody else can try to block it. When you're going to get the ball back. Makes no sense. Is what it is. It's their first loss. So you can't really get on too hard. But uh, excuse me. if my heart wasn't aching that Peyton didn't get to get back on. And break the record. So fuck Peyton Manning. So, uh, so we're going to look at. You got your MVP candidates. I'm talking about Tony Romo should be the MVP. Tom Brady's the best player in the league, and he's getting better with age. It trips me out. I don't know. We're gonna find out years from now that he was Captain America, or he's been on some drug. He's 123 years old. There's something crazy going on with that guy, but he's definitely getting better. He's getting uh his arms getting stronger. He's getting more athletic. He's scrambling. Uh, I saw a quarterback draw last week. It freaked me out. I thought I was dreaming, but I wasn't. And you know, Tom Brady's definitely the best quarterback on the planet right now. And the best quarterback I've ever seen from beginning of his career to the end is Tom Brady and even though he started out his career with being a game manager and people don't like that title but I don't see what's wrong with it if you're winning if you're managing a game and you win what's the problem with that right? right. So you look at uh, he was a game manager he only had 147 yards in the first Super Bowl and and he really didn't start putting up terrific stats until he got Randy Moss and, uh, and then he didn't win and, you know, then, then they became a more open offense because his first three Super Bowls, you know, Spygate, they had a very good defense. Not a great defense. People like, oh, they had the greatest defense. No, they had a good defense. They had a great coach. They had the best kicker of all time. They had people that made plays when Brady gave them the ball. A, a great team. And people don't want to look at that. That's fine. People, you know, all eyes are different from different people. and But Tom Brady is something else to be admired right now. And... Uh, He's on his way to his fifth Super Bowl, barring a late hit by a Jeff Fisher team. So,
2: <laughs> um, so answer this question: Do you think that Aaron Rodgers has potential to follow suit? I think probably the next best thing after Brady.
0: Well, Eric, I think this. I think that he's definitely he's got more skill set. I think he's maxed out. I'm, I'm, Already, I, he's been in the league a decade, man. Right. You know he's he's not he's not a spring chicken. He's like thirty three, whatever mm-hmm. he is. Right. And um, you know I just think he's maxed out. And here's the problem I have with him is, and I think he's great. I'm not trying to belittle him. Right. But you look at him, you say, you look at close games in his career, and he comes up short. And a lot of his victories are, you know, thirty three to ten. You know Long what I mean? margin victories. Like, I like right. Where where he got up because he's great, and he's really faltered since uh. Jordy Nelson got hurt. It's really hurt him not having to be able to go over the top like that. So
2: would you say that he haven't been given more chances than Brady to be clutch because of the large margin? I
0: don't think it would matter. Okay. Either you got it or you don't. Yeah. If you only get three chances and you fail, it doesn't matter if you get ten. You're going to fail. It is what it is. Uh, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is overrated. His skill set is phenomenal. Uh, But a year ago I was saying – He's going to be the most talented quarterback I ever watched, and after watching Tom Brady, I I pay homage to him as the best quarterback I've seen from beginning to end. I didn't get a chance. Now, the best quarterback I ever saw play, in my opinion, was John Elway. All right, went to five Super Bowls, three of them. If you look at the rosters in the '80s, he had no perennial Pro Bowlers. Uh, he got his ass whooped in the Super Bowl. Okay, mm-hmm. but but he got there with no talent, no thousand yard rushers. You know what I mean? No Pro Bowl offensive line, no top 10 defense, but he got there. And that matters, you know, and um, to me, because he got two more at the end. When his team got good, he got two. So now right. I can bring up five. If you just lost three and you don't win any, then I can't bring it up, right? But, well, I could, but it wouldn't make as much sense as this is making right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I think John Elway, Joe Montana, Captain right. Clutch, and – the man without a ring, Dan Marino, Dan Marino. is the best passer ever because his arm. There's a syndrome called the Dan Marino syndrome. Okay, it's when a coach has a quarterback that can throw, so he refuses to run the ball. All right, therefore they do not win. Uh, Andy Reid had this problem with Donovan McNabb. Right. All right, just throw. Uh, they've had this problem with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Just throw. Okay, just because you can throw mean you should you're right. not gonna win without running the uh football and you're not gonna be able to play good defense without running the football it's just football is a, is a, it's is three sides to that coin right. and you got to play well on two-thirds of them at least and and um i think go ahead what are you gonna say oh uh, okay he's waving me off all right <laughs> fuck, fuck you then all right. so um all right let me ask you this man you're from uh, chicago yeah yep
2: uh, color in or out? What do you want? The thing that gives me what Jay Color is all the way up until probably about three year three seasons ago, we started out with a hot start, three and one, four and one, and then all of a sudden here come Color with concussions. Is he injury prone? Like everyone says he is. Is the injury or
0: prone or does he not have heart? Because I'm, I'm going to say right. this. In the NFC Championship game against Green Bay, where they said he didn't try to go, to me he tried to go and couldn't. Uh, I don't know. If you can't play, if you can't go, you can't go. Okay? Hmm. Now, could, uh, I don't know, let's say something, would Brett Favre have played with that injury? Probably.
1: Well, I'm on the bus with Color. Color is a gunslinger. <laughs>
2: Okay, true, Though color was, I seen the potential of color when he played with Denver, but it's like all of a sudden he gets to Chicago and loses nuts. I just don't understand it. I mean, Why?
1: Color's still a gunslinger, man. That, that's he, his mentality, though. He never,
2: yeah. he he never, he never
0: lost anything. Okay, except for time. That's the only thing he yeah. lost. He stayed the same player with that immaculate talent. And never exceeded expectations.
2: Is it because they they didn't get the talent nah, around him? The talent that they was want? there.
0: He's always had the talent. He doesn't have the heart. He's never had the coaching. All right. So therefore, when you play for Lovey Smith, when you play for John Fox, when right. you when you play for the most overrated good coach of all time, Mike Shanahan, <laughs> you do not get an opportunity to really showcase your skills. But when you play with guys like Brandon Marshall, and in, in, in two different uh franchises and systems, okay, mm-hmm. all Sean Jeffrey. Okay. That was arguably the best comp, uh wide right receiver tandem in the league last year. And what does he do? Was he chalk up? What'd y'all go five and eleven, right? Yeah. Six and ten.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. But it's not on him, you know. You gotta be able to play defense, like I said. If you if you have
2: Well, I think ever since Erlacher lived, I think Erlacher took our defense with him.
0: Defense was gone before he left. The captain? The,
1: Erlacher, the he, captain.
2: Erlacher left before Erlacher left.
0: Erlacher's been gone two years before Erlacher ever left. Okay, Uh, now I'm not gonna spend much time talking about Chicago because y'all suck. Okay, I I understand. I just thought I bring it. I'm not even gonna bring up the Lions because they're not (laughs) worth talking about. But however, (laughs) the Lions do do not. Don't admit that. I'm gonna say this right now: Matt Stafford will be in San Francisco next year, Mm -hmm. and
1: no, and y'all y'all are gonna let him go. Matt Stafford has a plane ticket to Dallas soon as Romo
0: soon as Romo retire. Romo's not retiring anytime soon. He will be in San Francisco. I, I expect a big quarterback shuffle. All right, imagine this. Obviously, I don't know Adam Scheffler, right? So, I'm just winging this off my own, breaking everything down, salary caps and whatnot. Right. Situational uh, hypotheticals here. So, you go. We're gonna. I'm going to put, before you comment, let me finish this. I'm going to put Stafford in San Francisco. I'm going to put Cutler in Philadelphia. Okay. I'm going to put Drew Brees in Chicago. All right, and who's the guy missing? I don't know. Must be a Jabroni. Doesn't matter. So we play those quarterback shuffles: Stafford, Cutler, Breeze, making these moves. Does that make an impact?
1: Um, um, Stafford to San Francisco definitely. Um, Cutler to Philly
2: just might.
1: I, I don't know about Philly, man. I mean, they Nobody got Ask you about they Philly have a now. quarterback and they're not doing anything with him. Bradford is former number one pick. The being a number, so so was Jamarcus Russell. Okay, <laughs> and
0: I'm gonna tell you, being a being a number one pick doesn't mean you are a number one pick. Now, something happened to Sam Bradford, and he was very talented in Oklahoma. And what hurt, what happened? He got hurt two years in a row. Right. Uh, he's very talented in St. Louis. He's the reason that there's a rookie salary cap right now because you know, he came in making more money than Tom Brady and, and, and Peyton Manning.
1: And that's what happened to him. He got
0: paid. He got paid, and he got hurt. And he and, got hurt, and you never put a team around him. Okay. You never put talent. And when I watched him play in St. Louis, he became scared. And it's because he got paid. He had nothing to lose. Right. So now he comes to Philadelphia, and I don't know if he's. Now, look. Look, he has about a 57% completion percentage, which is misleading because one out of every four passes by Sam Bradford this year has been dropped by a Philadelphia wide receiver. So for every 40 attempts, that's five drops. Right. Okay. That's ridiculous, and it's unacceptable by NFL team, especially a talented team, offense like the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: See, it's a reason for that. The average fan can't name a, a Eagles wide receiver.
2: And why is this so?
1: Because the coach traded them all. He gave them away. He didn't like them. They had two <laughs> bigger personalities. Well,
2: First of all, off the subject, but I will like to go on record and say that I was the first one to say that Colin Kaepernick was not worth the contract that he got. You, you
0: say. weren't the first one. I said it before he even got in the game. Okay, so when he came on and they were like, "We're going to play this guy. He's our uh, tall Tim Tebow." Okay, right. I was like, "This is this is pretty good. This is going to be a gimmick." And then Alex Smith, you know, fell asleep too hard one night, and all of a sudden he had a concussion, and so well, we're not going to play you this week. Well, we're not going to play you this week. And nah, you're not going to play anymore at all. So, and there's no doubt in my mind, okay? Because I remember watching that Super Bowl where the power went out, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illuminati. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what that was. Uh, don't bring up Jay Z on <laughs> my show. So, uh, what happened? So, the Ravens and Niners, they get close. Nine passes inside the 10 yard line, okay?
2: Mm.
0: None of them to Vernon Davis, your tight end. All right, six of them to Michael Crabtree, okay? Uh, and majority of those were fades. Like, even the last play of the game was a fade for some reason. I don't know. It doesn't work. You don't throw to short receivers, okay? But uh, if Alex Smith were playing in that game, San Francisco would have a sixth Super Bowl right now. And store the legacy... Of Kaepernick and Alex Smith be different.
1: I agree with you because um, Alex Smith is a game manager, and um, that's kind of what San Francisco needed during that game. Um, Kaepernick was a change of pace guy, and he was at his best. He when, was an energy dude. Yeah, he was at his best when when they brung him in to change the pace. Right. You know, if they would have went with a two quarterback system, they they may have had a ring. Won't work in the NFL.
0: If you, I'm gonna say this. Uh, Kaepernick's skill set is matched by only Cam Newton. Okay, right. arm strength, athleticism, but to play quarterback, it's about between the ears. Definitely. And Kaepernick doesn't even feel halfway up on the thermometer. So I'm gonna shoot you guys this question right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, does anyone beat the Patriots this year in the AFC? No. Darnell. Yes. Who? Oh, J
2: E T S
0: J. Are okay. Jets. you saying a no. J? No, hold up. No, I'm not saying go undefeated. I mean, on the way to the Super Bowl. No. In the playoffs? In the playoffs. In New England. He- right. uh, as it stands right now, okay. where all
1: teams are healthy. This who they lose to. The Steelers and the Steel Curtain offense.
0: A month <laughs> ago, I'd agree with you when they had Le'Veon Bell and a healthy Ben Roethlisberger okay. coming back. Without that, I just do not I, – I, I honestly thought – that the Steelers were the a healthy Steeler team was the only contenders to the Patriots, and that's not going to happen. Give me a uh, give me your NF, give me your final two in the NFC. Final two NFC championship game. Yep.
2: I'm going Green Bay, Minnesota.
1: Green Bay, Minnesota. Who you got? Um, we'll go with Cam Newton and the um, Pan- Panthers. And
2: there's no way you can't say the Packers, dude. I mean, like, who the- else in the NFC just really gonna? You know, first of all, Matt State Frontline and Aaron Rodgers Intense.
1: I'm going to give you another one. Atlanta Falcons. Okay.
0: You're- you know? No, no. We're not going to know anything. What? That's ridiculous. Z- you guys, whatever you drank before you <laughs> came on the show, don't ever do it again. All right. We're going to gonna uh, we're gonna shift gears here a little bit. And this is what I brought you guys on to. This is for your expertise.
2: Yeah, yo. All right. I got
0: my man Darnell Fisher here from Detroit. Oh, yeah. I got my man from Chicago, Eric Vaughn. Yes, sir. All right, sir. thank you guys for coming on the show. The uh, You can find this show at oamnetwork.com. And so, who you got right now? Who's surprising you in the NBA? Because I'm going to tell you who's surprising me first, and then I'll let you guys go, okay? Uh, you know who's surprising me? The Golden State Warriors. Why are they surprising me? Because they're better than they were last year, all right? They had that's the, a they,
2: scary they, thought They right had the there. best
0: offense, the best defense, and the most valuable player, and all those aspects are better right now,
2: and Steph Curry comes in the season leading all scores. All scores, but that's
0: going to be granted because he doesn't have to play defense. So all his energy is set for offense. And I'm not saying he can't play defense,
2: but here's the, here's the here's the kicker right here. You have James Harden, Western Conference Player of the Week right now. From the second through the eighth, and he averaged thirty eight point five points a game, mm-hmm. taking Houston to four zero no record during this week. Who so, did Houston
0: play in those four games?
2: Okay, Houston had one was. I know they had
0: one big win. Okay, I think they beat the Clippers, right? The Clippers. Okay, that was their big win. I'm gonna tell you. Oh, Oklahoma they beat the Thunder. City, yes, they beat, they the, beat Thunder. the Thunder. That's who it was. The punk ass uh, Thunder. Okay, uh, with, with the Thunder. Don't Who say had, that. No, uh, I, playoff time.
2: No, I'm going to tell, tell you like this. I'm going to
0: tell you, the Thunder have two problems. One, uh, they don't play defense, which is a huge problem. Uh, I've said this several times through the show. I'm going to quit saying it so it don't become my gimmick. And number two, Kevin Durant's not their best player. And it's driving them crazy. Okay? The best player in the NBA that's not LeBron James is Russell Westbrook. Okay? He's 5th in the league in scoring. He's 1st in the league in assists. He's 7 rebounds a game. He's 8th in the league in defensive ranking. Okay? This dude is legit badass. Okay? That's a stat line right there for you. That's
2: stat line, yes. uh, So,
0: I'm not surprised that Oklahoma City is doing so well.
1: Even
2: though the point guard lost to Derrick Rose, but who's counting?
0: Lost to Derrick Rose at what? Games missed? Because Derrick Rose beats everybody but Kyrie Irving at that statistic. Okay? So... (laughs) Look, 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 let's Here not bring go. up Derrick Rose just yet, all right? <laughs> Derrick,
1: I, I, broken Rose. I don't
0: have a couple hours to spend on Derrick Rose, all right? So, I got – so, I say Russell Westbrook's the best player in the NBA, not LeBron James. I would start my franchise over him, I mean with him, over Stephen Curry. It's oh. hard
2: to go over Curry but because you got to look at it. This dude is playing on another dimension right now like it ain't even fair. Dude is embarrassing teams and they can't do anything about it right now.
0: And like I stated, man, they're my surprise because they're the best offense, best defense, they're the best team. He is a good defender, fourth best defender on his team, okay? Draymond Green, Iguodala, Thompson, Curry. Take the nine off from defense. All your energy on offense. He chunks up 20 shots,
2: 20 good ones. He's going to hit 13 of them. This the thing that gives me about Draymond Green was What's really gonna happen we really get we really have to deal with a playing players such as You mean like the Grizzlies
0: last year where he yeah. shut down both Marcus and Zach Randolph? I think it showed itself. He was well deserving of what happened. He's antagonistic. Mm. All right. I'm not saying he's a shut-down low post defender. He's six foot six, okay? But what I am saying is he may be the best defender in the league.
2: But I think he gets I Draymond think he get Green. A, yeah. No best defender in the
1: league. Actually
2: arguably, I think he because gets the Yeah. Because he don't have to deal with folks like Andre Drummond every night. He don't have to deal with people like Hassan Whiteside every night. He don't have to deal with people like Brook Lopez every night. He don't have to deal with a Joe Kim Noah yeah, every night. If these players
1: are so elite,
0: why do they have losing records?
1: Yeah, and if they did play those players, they just spread them out and shoot their three ball. Yeah, And That's all they do. And guarding Noah...
0: Isn't the same as guarding Brooke Lopez, or Marc Gasol, or Tim Duncan, who's in the West, Noah, or Blake Griffin, who's in the West, who, right? Okay, Boy, so who. we're looking at some of the elite players. I didn't mean to cut you off, but some of the elite players that we have that he guards are in the Western Conference. That last year, going into this year, Marc Gasol was the best center in the league. Now, apparently, he's lost his fire since getting paid. I can't blame him. He'll be good. Cha-ching,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> cha-ching. That's what happened. But when you he get was the paid. best center. He
0: was the best center coming in. Okay, Western Conference. Tim Duncan is the best big man in the last twenty years. Right. Right. So. Western Conference. All right, Blake Griffin is supposed to be the next whatever he is. I think he's overrated, <laughs> but he's still a very good player. Slightly, and, slightly. You know, like, I
2: mean, he's starting to come into his own now. When he first came out, I wasn't kind of pumped about the Blake Griffin hype. But I see him coming to his own. He's playing better defense. He gets a little 16 to 18 foot jump on him now. So, well, I mean.
0: Darnell, you're really high on Blake Griffin. You've been telling me yeah. for years. We've had many debates about Blake Griffin. Yeah,
1: Go ahead, chime in. Blake Griffin game definitely has improved over the last couple of years. First, he was the dunk guy. Right. He was Dominique Wilkins. Now, the guy's averaging twenty eight point two points a game. He's shooting fifty nine percent from the field. Like the guy got game. I'm like he's like he's like a point forward now, even though his dribbling is funky. So let me bring up this argument. I brought it to you guys before, um, and other okay,
0: and I think Blake Griffin would step to the next level if they would get rid of Chris Paul. When I watched him play without Chris wow. Paul, if, when I watched him play without Chris Paul last year, he became that point forward type of situation. Yeah. He's not a great ball handler or anything like that, you know. Uh, but he stepped his game up. With Chris Paul there to handle the ball, because Blake Griffin's not a post-up, pound-it-down type of player.
1: Yeah, he's he's a face-up guy. and um, Chris Paul keeps on getting the ball. Chris Paul dribbles so much where Blake Griffin's not effective if he don't have the ball in his hand. So, yeah, you're right. I think they probably would do better. I,
0: I was hollering this. I was saying Chris Paul for Carmelo Anthony, okay? Because if you send Chris Paul to New York, wherever Chris Paul goes, that team becomes a playoff team. They don't, become, they don't become a contender because he can't get past the second round. Is what it is. Automatic playoff team. But you put Carmelo Anthony with Blake Griffin. Somebody just shoot the ball. Clear the court out. Let Griffin become a triple-double power forward threat. And I think he becomes the player that he's supposed to be, as opposed to the underachieving player that he is right now.
1: But I think Blake Griffin definitely had to have that game-changing guard to play with, because like he's the he's the game-changing big man. He needs a duo.
2: But, so but, you, but you why can't- is it such a big argument about Chris Paul being? Arguably the best point guard in the NBA when he struggles to get at the second round of the postseason. No,
1: Chris Paul is the best point guard. No, he's not the best point guard in the NBA. He's He's the best best point guard. He's the best pass-first point guard in the NBA. Is Steph Curry a point guard? Steph Curry. Yes or no? Yes, is he Steph Curry? He's a point guard. Steph Curry is the
2: best shooting point guard. Shooting
0: point guard. So you're breaking it down. Yes. Chris Paul's a passing point guard. And Chris Paul, point we- guard. Okay, guy that handles the ball. Steph Curry's better. Russell Westbrook's better. John Wall's better. Tony Parker's better. Mike Conley's better. And I want you to tell me all these guys, how all around game. Are I even better than think Chris Paul. Rajon
2: Rondo is better. No, nah, he's not. I think yes, Chris is. Paul
1: is the best all around point guard. He shoots with efficiency. Complete. Best all around point guard is Russell Westbrook. Then I just Russell Westbrook averaged like five turnovers a game. The problem with Westbrook is he Brooke can't be is, the best point guard. How many Chris the Paul average? And, he averages almost four. Chris Paul is almost th- four because he's running the whole team. What well, the excuses? Excuses. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> that, that,
2: that, that's what point guard does. He facilitates the offense. Now, the thing with Westbrook is what's not going to get Westbrook over the hump is his ego. He got to realize that even though he's blessed with talents like he have. Somebody has to be Robin. It can't be two Batman's on the championship team. That's what LeBron and D. Wade expressed.
0: Yeah, but okay. NBA history. I totally agree with you. There has to be a one. There has to be a two. All right. So we're it gonna, has we're, to be. We're gonna go with just our lifetime. Okay. Right now, the Dallas Mavericks did it. Right. Okay. The oh four Pistons did it. Right. Okay. And
1: the ninety three and ninety four Rockets did it. Okay. All these teams won without a superstar, right? No, they had a superstar. No. They, they had. They, had hey, a superstar. they didn't have two. Okay, they had one superstar. Yeah. Boston was loaded. The '80s Lakers were loaded. But
2: you got to look at it. Each one had a superstar, but each one had at least one All Star to back them up. No, not I'll look at this in comparison.
0: Okay, let's look at Magic Johnson and Kareem. Right. Let's look at Bird and Mikhail, Parrish. Parish. You know they had. They had Hall of Famers throughout the whole team, right? right. Let's look at Jordan and Pippen, okay? Let's look at uh, Shaq and Kobe. No, they Uh, they they, never won. They never won one. I'm sorry. Yes, don't ever bring them up on my show. I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry. It's our fault. Sorry about that, Utah. Stock it To Malone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hate that son of a bitch. So Shaq and Kobe. So you got Shaq and Kobe, right? Uh, I guess you could probably say the Spurs in that mold, but Parker's a stud. But
2: the Spurs is the original. Big three. No, they're the original. not
1: the original, no. It was, it was big threes before that. Well yeah, before that. Well
2: be, yeah. Before the headline came up to you must have a big three to win, I say the Spurs have executed. And I mean, guy, you got to look at it. This is the highest winning percentage team in sports history yes, next to but New England Patriots. If
0: you take away the role players, mm-hmm. all their other guys were drafted and brought up. Yeah, You know what I mean? Garnett and Allen were brought to Boston. Right. LeBron and Bosch were bought to Miami. Right. Right? These guys were homegrown. And then they got guys like Steven Jackson, like uh Brent Berry, Robert Orange, Steve. Who is the absolute best bench player? Avery to- Johnson. I like your chiming in over there. Okay.
2: I say Bobby Jackson. I know you do man
0: <laughs> I don't know why But you do and I look, don't understand it It's a, it's a saying, haircut dude thing Dude was the truth
2: Dude was the truth
0: He was a backup Bobby pop. Jackson He was a backup combo dude. guard
2: no, well, we are I mean, Jack- not going to talk about Bobby Jackson. <laughs> no.
0: No, I do not have time for that. Jason okay. Williams. I want you to tell me this. So I'm sitting here at Atlanta, Cleveland, Detroit, all with one loss in the East. Right. You got an undefeated Golden State in the West. Right. And other teams, the record's really not as important, but it's good to see a Utah playing well, Minnesota. Right now, they're in the playoffs. Portland, all these teams that are supposed to be bottom feeders Right. are playoff teams. Same thing in the
2: East, man. I mean... I think we kind of expected Detroit to step up as we have the last couple of years, which they have a better record than Toronto. Toronto is five and two right now. Yeah, I know. And
0: Detroit's at Golden State tonight, so they'll be five and two after tonight
2: night. Uh, okay. no, no,
1: no. Detroit will blemish their perfect record of Golden State tonight. I will. I'll tell
0: you what. Okay, I'll, I'll, bet my, I'll bet my hair versus your hair
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that those who can't see but us we're both thing. bald. Though. I really think that. Between Utah and LA, where Utah started off four and two right now, and you got Los Angeles Lakers. They coming in one and five right now. But mm-hmm. I'm really digging this trio with Russell, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson. But so then, you can't depend on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You,
0: you can't depend on it. They're and, babies, and this rough start will hurt them. And you know, I was looking at, I was so surprised to see this. Sacramento's one and six. Yes, right. Like, what the hell is that all about? I this don't team was to supposed man. to take that they next stand. level.
1: See, that's going to get George Carb fired. Well, he got himself Uh, fired trying to trade the Marcus Cousins. uh, That's strike number two. Yeah, that was – That's strike
0: number two. Almost strike. he's out of there. No, that was strike one and two. Now you're one Mm – if you get to five and 15, he's gone. Yeah, he's out of there. Now,
2: I hate to say it, but my big disappointment on the Western Conference is – I mean, I hate to say it, but what is going on with the Memphis Grizzlies? Why? (sighs) Like – that, I just I just can't get I just can't figure out for the life of me is Dave it,
1: Yeager words, they're old and slow. Okay.
2: <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you think the way basketball is evolving now with the one and four spread it out that is moving past Memphis that still play traditional ball with the big men?
1: No. Okay. I, I think they can do it with two big men.
2: Okay, I'm gonna say this.
1: Okay.
0: Maybe the O four Pistons are the closest uh Comparison to what the Grizzlies are doing, defense, no real, real superstar, just a good team. Last year in the playoffs, Steve Kerr, who is a fucking genius, he is already the third best coach in the league, and he's only coached for 82 games. Okay, splashing the bucket. He, uh, yeah, you keep saying that, and they're undefeated, and wow. even better than last year, Steve but, Kerr. But let me say this, Steve Kerr, or curse? <laughs> you're such a hater, man. But <laughs> a, a piss poor Laker fan, man. So I say, uh so. He exploited the fact. He took Bogut, put him on Tony Allen, and put Bogut down in the paint.
2: Right.
0: Tony Allen, shoot all you want, right? Yay. So So now you got to take Tony Allen out the game, and you lose that defense and that leadership. So I'm, I'm just going to say this before I bring it back to you guys, okay? Mm-hmm. So you look at this team, how it's built. Grit and grind. Well, gentlemen, that grit is gone. I see this team falling down by 12 and giving up. All right? If they want to have a chance – Obviously, an egg move. The popular thing is get a shooter. No. Now, my sources told me, my best friend told me this. He said that he heard that they're about to fire Jaeger and hire Tim Thibodeau. Okay. That's a great move. That is an excellent move.
1: That's a great move. That is
0: an excellent move. And it's a perfect fit. Okay. Uh, but with the team how it is right now, the disappointing part to me is not the record. It's the effort, and right. Ray Lewis said this the other day, and I love this quote: "No one else can dictate to you your effort. Okay, no one else can tell you how hard to play, how hard to try. So it's on them for not battling back. You lose to fifty—that is a fucking embarrassment. That's embarrassing for the whole city. I'm I'm just thankful that that game was not on ESPN.
2: Right. Um, hey,
1: the but game
0: against Cleveland—you're down—you're down forty-one to fourteen to start yeah, the game. I
1: even look at the game. That was ridiculous. They lost a lot of fans that night. So."
2: Right, to you, quickly. I mean,
1: what what can they do to fix? Can they fix this?
2: First of all, I think bringing in Matt Barnes was a good move. However, I don't think Matt Barnes is playing on a higher level that could really make a difference. For is anybody thing. on the team? Right. Somebody. Somebody needs to step out on the limb, and everybody just needs to follow what is Mark. I I always feel like. For the last two years, there, Mike Conley is the best point guard in the NBA in controlling the tempo of the game. That's
0: one because they had no tempo. I mean, but and they and, and I mean, you're right to a point, but it's misleading because you have no tempo. You just slow it down and play defense. Darnell, what do you think? Do you think there's an opportunity that Memphis can turn around and not make the playoffs contend?
1: Um, definitely they have to. They have to do some two quick things. First, they have to play Russ Smith. Okay. That guy's going to speed the tempo up mm-hmm. He's a speedy guy He's a young guy They uh-huh. need energy like that I agree um, Sorry Zebo. It's Jermichael Finley time Jermichael <laughs> Finley need to get out there And you know he, He's energy He's a putback back Green Jamichael Green yeah. Sorry. yeah sorry fellas Yeah
0: sorry Packer fans He's yeah. not playing for the
1: Grizzlies <laughs> Wow um, Yeah they need youth But uh, Bottom line they need youth I was going to say that Put Jordan Adams in You know what I mean Put Russ Smith in
0: Why? Because they're better No because they got fire, yeah. That's right. what they
1: need. They need youth. They need youth.
0: Okay, bring you to this. Uh, who is the biggest contender to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern
2: Conference? Chicago Bulls. You thank, all day. You think the Bulls all day? It's a tough match. To play okay. defense. I mean, uh, if Derrick Rose stays healthy, now I'm assuming. Now, okay, I'm not. I'm not going be biased on this segment right here. This is my. This is just coming out the top. First of all, would you bench No and start Gasol?
1: Yes, I would, I would. I would trade Noah. I would get him out of there.
2: Okay, moving on. With okay for the lineup, this is your guys. Do you bench Noah and start Gasol? I, I don't think
0: it matters. I think it matters who finishes, not who starts. <clears throat> okay, you, you play with your five best players, and when you have depth enough to even discuss that, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's a good. If it is a problem, it's a good problem to
1: have. Right? is depth. All right, you. Contention right. to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It, it's only one team that's going to that's gonna do anything with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that's LeBron's old team, Miami, Miami Heat. Interesting. Yeah, nice. they, that's they, interesting. they got white side in the middle. Mm. You know, Beast. they got who's going to
2: get Tristan Thompson hell in the past. Yeah, well, they Tristan got Thompson's
0: garbage, but yes,
1: they got the young dude Justin Winslow mm-hmm. coming All off right. playing. He played uh-huh. good defense. He's high energy guy, and they got old man Wade, Wade County, who's out to prove something this year. And Bosch is playing out of his ass, man. Definitely, definitely. So, people
0: forget how good he was in yes, Toronto. Yes. He comes to Miami and he lays back and he just he plays the role player. You know, people forget in the finals against Dallas where they lost, he was the most consistent player throughout the whole uh, right and, finals.
1: And, and the guy got a jump shot out this world, out the world,
0: man. Yeah, I, I think these? he relies on it a little too much. He does because uh, he's good enough to get to the basket and good enough to post up. Right, he's a little undersized to play center, but you know, if, if you look at it like this, NBA's broke down in five positions. The one, two, three, four, and five, right? Right. But not anymore. Now you got the one, which is the point guard, you got the wing player, and you got the big man. That's okay? all you got. You got centers at six nine, you got power forwards at seven foot, shooting threes. Right. None it makes sense anymore. So you can't right. say uh somebody six nine can't play center, uh, even though I think he is a little undersized to be to be banging. So Western Conference, anyone contend with the Golden State Warriors?
2: I think if San Antonio get their magic together, if everybody buy in which
0: we got to assume they will. That's what they do. Next right. man up. Something I, I said with the Patriots. That's
2: true. But, you know, you're in, you not bringing in, I, I would say, raw talent that's been shining in college. you bringing in players that's already seasoned, that's already accustomed to playing a role. Now, the smart thing would be, I mean, to buy in to the Popovich system. I mean, dude has been the best NBA coach next to Phil Jackson for the last, what, 10 years
0: Next to Phil Jackson
2: Someone say he's
0: better You know Funny thing It was brought up I think I brought this up To you the other day Don't know I said "Uh, I saw An interview with Robert Roy Where they asked him They said Popovich Or Phil Jackson Wow You know what he said Rudy Tomjanovich And you know why he said it He said Cause when you bring up Cause when you're on the floor You see something different Aspect than What right. coaches see And he said So when I go to Phil When we go to Pop and we say this ain't working. Let's try this. They look at you like you're stupid because they know everything. They're so brilliant and they're geniuses. You bring it up to Rudy T. That makes sense. All right, we're going to run this play right here. All right, let's do this. Let's get you open yeah, on the screen. Yeah,
1: that's called being a player's coach. And, and,
0: and but I don't think he's saying he I, listens. I don't. I don't believe Ori was saying that he's a better coach than them. Right. I think just a better coach to play for.
1: Yeah, he listens. You know. Um. You know. Nobody knows everything. So if you got a right. coach who could listen. That's that's a good thing. I
2: mean, it's no different than a lieutenant behind the desk and the officer in the field. He might can tell the officer what to do, but, you know, shit occurs in the field, yeah. you know. So it ain't no different. But how about this? We have Brooklyn starting off zero and seven. I know.
0: That's why they're not worth talking about. And when you let Darren Williams go, that was it. Well, and, I, and, and, well, on top of the Eastern Conference, now he's falling off. He's not what he was. I'm not trying to bring that up. Right. There was an argument at one time: who's better, him or Chris Paul? Oh right? my God, that's a ridiculous conversation. If I ask you that now, you probably smack me in the face. Yeah, well, you I probably mean, wouldn't if you knew better,
1: but you know. Well, Darren Williams know one of them guys who got paid and got lazy. I mean, it happens a lot in the NBA. They get paid and they get all. Is it women. getting lazy or is it settling? They settle. I mean, you got a hundred million Joe dollars Johnson. in the bank. You got a hundred million dollars in the bank. I mean, you Joe Johnson the same
0: guy he was. He just doesn't show up when it matters, man. The talent is there. He just never yeah, showed up. I he had
2: the yeah. stages to do that, man. Check out my sleeper in the East, Orlando. This is a young, scrappy team. You have Vuliches. He's going to be out. I like Oladipo. Oladipo is a monster. Him and Elchis Payton, that's a young tender backcourt, and they scrappy. I mean, right. they took OKC okay, the two overtimes. I mean, Two weeks
0: in, who's our MVP of the league right now? It's easy, man. Steph Curry. No.
1: Hey. Do you know Steph. who it is man You Say know it. who it is Say it man The beast Andre Drummond Andre The beast Drummond from Detroit Is D- the most valuable Detroit player basketball. I mean he, He's
2: putting up, he putting up history, numbers history numbers I get that with Will Chamberlain Yes Will I get Chamberlain
1: that. 20 and 20
2: But I mean Dude Steph, right now, I'm not saying this
1: is going to continue. Is,
2: Steph is not playing on Earth right now. I mean, we all know
1: Steph. I mean, Steph <laughs> Curry averaging 33.9 point points a game. So come on. I, I mean, mean,
2: he's not on Earth right I mean, now. He don't gotta I play mean, in
1: the fourth quarter. Yeah, he don't not play in the 4th quarter yeah he do not to play in the 4th quarter. But it's, it's you go from being the
0: best team to still being the best team. You go from a team that ain't made the playoffs in eight years. Okay?
2: Rookie of the Year. Rookie of
1: the Year. Genghis For New York Knicks wow. He's playing well yes, I know you he. like him a lot hey, well. hey Hey The guy's like Seven foot tall man He did a spin move On somebody the other day man It was ridiculous man Yeah And he has a three He's pretty good He's okay He's okay But Look out for Carl Anthony Thomas too Okay He has a complete game What about Jaleel
2: Okafor He's He's gonna nice. lead the
1: rookies In scoring mm-hmm. But Jaleel I mean Carl Anthony Carl Anthony Towns. Towns. Three Three names He's gonna what? lead the league, and he's gonna lead the rookies in rebounds, assists.
2: Well, Ashley, I like this Minnesota team. I mean, Wiggins, you have Zach Levine. He's coming to his own. I'm pretty. I pretty much think that you know with Wiggins and the other, uh,
1: Levine, Levine, Zach Levine.
2: I Dunk-a-dunk, think, oh, uh, Kevin Garnett should definitely work with Wiggins. I mean, Kevin Garnett – Would Nick, Kevin
0: Garnett be in Minnesota if, if he knew Flip Sanders were going to die?
2: I doubt it. Garnett
1: trying to get a coaching position. Garnett I don't is know trying, what he's trying to do. But I know get, he wouldn't uh, be there if Flip Sanders didn't uh, – Next year, Garnett, cam, man. Garnett would have a suit on, and he would sit next to somebody head coach. Maybe. I don't, he don't look a good coach to me. Well, you know, he the He hype, never even went to college. He's the How are you going to
0: coach – an NBA team, you can't, you didn't even go to college. That's true. But you right. know,
1: pure emotion. He the hype
2: guy. I mean, you can put coaches around and whatnot. All right, all we're right, coming fellas. to the end of the show here in a second. So, uh, two burning questions that's to fill the NBA for the next season. So, first of all, is this Kobe Bryant last season?
0: Last season in LA, yes. Because they will not have him back. It's not by he will go somewhere else. I'm going to say the Clippers or the Spurs. So
2: you think Kobe will come back again, but for not another with team? Wow. Not the Lakers. Not the Lakers. He's
0: going to come back to try to. He's too
1: competitive. He'll try to sting him in the butt. Well, Anything you want to say? The way he's playing now, I don't think Kobe coming back next year. I think he had too much pride to be to be to be a bad player.
2: One more burning question: Kevin Durant, free agency 2016. Will he stay with OKC? If not, where will he go?
0: Him and Westbrook will both be gone.
2: What? They'll both mean, be gone.
0: Westbrook they, will be in L.A. somewhere under some bright lights. Casey, uh, OKC will be without a star. Durant will probably be on the East Coast somewhere. I'll guess Washington.
1: They're both going Ooh. to the Lakers.
0: No, they're not both going to the Lakers. <laughs> <just, laughs> such a fucking homer, man. <laughs> they're both
1: <laughs> going to the Lakers. Now,
0: I put on social media. and Yeah. Any questions that anyone would like to ask me, I'm going to go by a few. I was asked... Uh, by, by being that, it, do you think Memphis will keep its buzz even after losing to Navy? Well, I'm going to say this. There's a lot of fake-ass fans in this in Memphis, and <laughs> uh, they were all go Tigers. Go Tigers were all, you know, wearing blue and gray and shit. We are. They man. lose. They're back in orange. Mm. They're back in their crimson red. They're back in their old Miss colors. So, we'll, no, there's no chance because after they lose their quarterback and their coach, the yeah. franchise, the, the program goes back. It's over. It's over after the quarterback All right, here's another question. How come no one in Tennessee likes the Titans? Do y'all have an idea? I like the Titans.
2: Do it go back to the Super Bowl <laughs> with the Rams and the Titans? I don't Titans? think has
0: anything to do with that. I think the state of Tennessee doesn't like the city of Nashville. So uh-huh. anything in that city, like the city of Memphis – Titans used them as a stepping stone to get to Nashville. Like, we're going to play in your city until our shit's done in Nashville. And, well, we, y'all didn't come out and support us. Well, one, you're not our team. Two, you're a shitty-ass team, okay? <laughs> we came and supported Pittsburgh and Buffalo when they came and whooped y'all's ass. So, I just think that no one uh, – no one likes the city of Nashville, and you didn't grow up with the Titans if you're right. around here.
1: You grew up liking whoever you like. You grew up liking the Cowboys if you was from Tennessee. <sighs> Probably. The Fucking Cowboy Cowboys. Fans.
0: I wouldn't admit that, but go but ahead. But I'm telling you, I said this at the beginning of the show, if Dallas wins the NFC East, they're going to the Super Bowl. One more question, and will the Patriots go undefeated through the regular season? You already got the Jets, right, Darnell?
1: J-E-T-S, jet, jet, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets.
2: I'll say they don't go undefeated in the season, but they will not get put out the playoffs.
1: Yeah, Patriots win the Super
0: Bowl. Uh, regular season don't matter. Uh. Tom Brady
2: has five.
0: <laughs> and Gronk gets hurt dancing on the floor. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, once again, you can find this on the OAM Network. Uh, I'm Quentin Bailey. Sports, sports, sports queued up. This is my last. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot it from the hip. I'm going to tell you like this may not be as much sports related, but if I can be serious for a minute. You know, there's a lot of on the social media going viral. You have – uh, It's always a white cop beating up a black kid Or Whatever it is All cops aren't bad okay. All black kids aren't going to rob you All white kids with trench coats aren't going to shoot up to school So right. judge a person by who they are How you come to know them Don't prejudge them by how they look and Because uh, you'll only be selling yourself short So I'm Quentin Bailey This has been Sports Sports and Sports Queued Up And uh, talk to you next week Peace
2: podcast is a production of Ohm Audio and the Ohm Network. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.